Logan and Rebel use an embarrassing amount of F-bombs. Listener discretion is advised. Why don't you just go ahead and welcome yourselves on back to another episode of the Looking Glass Podcast, or if you don't want to, you don't have to, but if you do, I'm your host, Logan Pyatt. No, I'm Rebel. What the hell was that? What do you mean? No, go they don't. Go ahead and welcome yourselves on back? You just welcome. You're supposed to welcome them. Welcome. Welcome back. They don't have to be here if they don't want to. We are once again asking for your financial assistance. But you guys keep showing up. Uh, did want to say thank you so much, guys, because our numbers keep growing. If you can believe that, if you want to go ahead and rewind it and hear me say it again, yes, it's true. Our numbers do keep growing week by week. We are getting more popular, and it's all thanks to you guys, telling your friends about us. And it's thanks to us, too. Oh, it's certainly thanks to us. It's mostly it's thanks, thanks to us. And it's mainly thanks to you. To us. You have that silky voice, that strong jawline that nobody's ever seen. Is that a fat but, joke? But you know it's there. No. <laughs> no and I bet there's a neck under there somewhere, too. <laughs> no, I didn't mean like that. I'm, I don't think I've ever seen you without a beard. It's been a while, but I mean, I used to not have a beard. Not when you and I were friends. Well, time just, you just kind of forget. I mean, I'm certain. I'm sure you knew of me when I didn't have a beard. Did not, or had it real short. Or, did not know. I mean, I probably knew your name back oh, when you didn't have a beard, but I certainly didn't know you. I mean, I went through like a five o'clock shadow phase. Mm-mm, not not since I've known you, which I've, are very mysterious. I've seen pictures of you when you didn't have a beard, and you look like you were running the Aryan Nation in a prison. I don't think that that doesn't even sound like a compliment. Mm. That's because it wasn't. I must have uh, shaved my head. You tell me when I had a bald head. You had a bald head and no beard, and you were 6'2", 6'3". Slick back. 230 pounds. Shiny. I mean, you looked like a problem. Hmm. I don't know, man. I did have a bald phase, too. A lot of phases. It's what do you think when you see a 5 o'clock shadow? What do you mean? What I do, think they're mysterious. Think? Maybe not even a 5 o'clock shadow, but like where it's... It's just stubble, maybe two, three millimeters, four millimeters long, you know. Okay. What do you think that guy is like? You think he's mysterious? Mysterious. I think five o'clock shadows are mysterious, can which you, is why I sported one for a while. Can you elaborate a little bit? I don't know. You just don't know exactly what they're thinking. Like, why didn't you just commit to the beard? Why didn't you just commit to clean shaven? Buttered sausage. Why are you so mysterious right now? And kissing on the lips. Do you think that uh, that maybe they just been like out for a couple of days that you're talking about? Like guys who rock a, a three or four millimeter beard have been on a bender? Yeah, or just take actual hair clippers without the guard, you know? Yeah. 
and then do it that way so you always have healthy stubble there. Sandpaper face. It's very mysterious. I don't know how else to explain it. At least that's what I thought. I've never heard this before in my life. Of the quote unquote five five o'clock shadow. I've certainly heard of those, but I've, I've never mysterious. I've never heard of people thinking that they're mysterious. Now granted it looks better usually with someone with darker facial hair, because it just gives them that shading, you know, accentuates their features. Well yeah, I mean I mean if you just had mine's more of like a glow. If you just had really short facial hair, yours more looks more like a sunrise than it does a five o'clock wow. shadow. Yeah, that's a compliment. Sure, if you if you want to take it that way, absolutely. Yeah, I don't know, something to think about. Uh, Giving compliments to redheads is a chore in itself. I just think it's not hard to do. I try to find you find it tough. I try to find a way. Uh, No, nobody catches as much hate as redheads. No other hair color out there. Rightfully so. Why? Um, because we could pick on the gray hairs, the black hairs, the brown hairs, the blonde hairs, the sandy blonde hairs. Salt and pepper hairs, but it's always the ginger hairs. Just something about you guys. I don't know what it is, and I mean you're it's intimidation. You're my best buds on the on the whole planet. So I mean, I do my best try to give you a compliment. I think it's because you guys try so hard to, I mean, prop yourselves up to grow a soul on the fact that you have red hair that we just get tired of listening to it. I don't think that's true at all. I don't. I don't remember ever a time. Where redheads are like, hey, I got red hair. It's usually in defense of people making fun of the redheads. Where do you think that stems from? Because there's just not a lot of us, and people always pick on minorities. (laughs) We are are the hair minority. Not me, man. Definitely not you, but there are ones that do, for sure. I never pick on minorities. I despise those people. I'm going to take a couple alpha brains real quick because I forgot. Hopefully this finds everybody in good spirits. We have football back on. High school football started, which is my favorite time of year. College is fired up. Uh, oh, before we forget, R.I.P. Bob Barker. Again. You said again. You said this is the third time he's died? I think so. It's the first time I remember, so R.I.P. Um, 99, is that what they said? Years old? Yeah. He got his, That's a stint. He got as close as he possibly could to, without hitting a dollar. Or 100. You know, you know. 99 is a good long life. He was a treasure. That no-talent ass clown that took over for him. Drew Carey? Yes. Now pump the brakes. You don't like Drew Carey? I liked him on Whose Line Is It Anyway, but then when he tried to take over for Bob Barker, it doesn't matter who they were putting in there. It was going to be a failure. Okay. So no I, matter if they say he's successful or not, Bob I, Barker was traitor. I guess I kind of see what you're saying because now that I think about it, Drew Carey was a no-talent ass clown on Whose Lines Anyway because he was never actually the talent. Rarely. It's always Wayne Brady and then his two buddies, generally, right, who just walked in from you know, stage right in or Jimmy. Well, there was three or four. Well, there was the three guys – that were the main characters, main dudes, and then the girl. Yep, she was on there for a while. And then or Drew they would, was always up at the panel. He never really did anything. It didn't seem like other it. Other than just like smack the cards on his hand and ask questions and, Give a and giggle smile. and hit the buzzer. Yeah, so I'm with you. Fuck Drew Carey. Wrong side for that word, but. Oh, cut that out, Chandler. Bleep it. You don't have to. There's Bleep a it. a disclaimer, but. To heck with Drew Carey. To heck. Anyway, Bob Barker was a treasure, so RIP, bud. But yeah, so, I mean, if you follow along with the conspiracies, 
And this should find you guys after you already listened to our last conspiracy episode. You know it isn't going to. You know, Chandler. You know it isn't going to. I know, dude. He's such a, he's a schlub. Just so you guys know, we have made a conspiracy episode. We were just waiting for C to get off the H to get it released, and we don't know how long recovery's going to take. He's probably shaking and sweating right now. Yeah, because he went to Seattle, and I assume got on the H real bad. Yeah, C's a, he's a schlub. I, don't, I guess I can't use that word. If I was Jewish, I'd call him a schlub. You are not Jewish. I am not Jewish. Not even a little bit. I can be a little Jewish. Hmm. Is it a race or is it a religion? Yes. It's both. Yes. So I could become a Jew if I wanted to. I got the schnoz. That sounds racist. Saying that Jewish people have big noses? Yeah. Yeah. It's like saying white people have small penises. Well, not all of us. There you go. Just you and me, for sure. Well, we are not the representation for the whole race, are we? <laughs> Thank God. Thank goodness. We know there's big dogs out there. <laughs> Bring that average we know down. there's big dogs out there. <laughs> We've all seen those movies. We had the uh, hospital tournament this weekend. Uh-huh. Won't get into it too much. What was much. that? Oh, goodness. What is that? That's my phone. You need to take it? No, not that one. But there is a call if it comes in. I am currently without water at the house. Oh, my God. That I will God. have to take it. This always happens in the country. Dude, I'm telling you, it's the number one problem with living in the country. I uh, I was talking to an old boy, and he was a plumber his whole life. It's been several years ago. And when he and his wife were looking to move from town, they were looking at properties and places in the country, and they found this one. And the only thing he said it had to have that he told his wife she was wanting, he's like, I don't care where we move around here, but it has to have rural water. Right. And he's a plumber. He goes, I am not going out there because people in the country constantly have water issues, and I'm not going to be that person. He's right, man. That's the worst part about living in the country. That's what I'm nervous about because where we're building a house, we're on a well. And I think, as am I. I mean, most. I think they have rural water. That's a hard word for me to say. I think they have water. uh, Just say rural. Rural water. I think they have rural water like pretty close <laughs> to me, so I might be able to, you know, get a line ran, tap into it. I'm sure for twenty, thirty grand. <sighs> I mean, but shit. It sounds like it might be worth it. And then you have to pay for your water. I understand. But it's a no brainer if you can. Like if it was close enough. Now there is a point where you can't bring it in from too far because you would never pay for it again. But like, yeah, we can get you a line, but it's gonna be four hundred and eighteen thousand dollars. Like, well, exactly. My buddy Reb told me it's a huge pain in the ass. So it is, man. It's the number one run a six incher. It's number one downside of living in the country is if you're on a well. That's probably the only downside, though, isn't it? I'm sure there's others, but it's the one that definitely sticks out. We are constantly having water trouble. I'm so excited about living in the country. But you were going to mention that. uh, So if that call comes in, I do have to take it. Okay, that's fine. Uh, You're going to mention that we had the hospital tournament. Yeah, which we'll get into probably on the other side. But Why'd you bring it up on this side? Because there was one thing I think the people need to know. I didn't cheat. I'm not saying you did. We'll get into that later. But after... I'm just good. I golfed in the morning of Friday morning. I was asked to play on a team because I'm kind of a ringer. And <laughs> <laughs> and uh, you were playing on an afternoon team. Yep. So we overlap. We were done. You were coming in. 
So we were chatting. And as we were chatting, I just want the people to know what you've done for the game of golf. Okay. Where all the freebies can hear. Okay. Do you remember we were sitting there chatting and that gal was there chatting with us? She goes, I just have to mention, Logan, do you remember you were my golf trainer? My my personal golf trainer. She, this well, girl was my, she's three years younger than me. She's my wife's age. She goes, when I was, you came and you helped me. And I'm just listening to this. I'm like, oh, look good for Logan helping out the youth. He was probably, I mean, we know he was a good golfer in high school. Always underperformed, but he was a really good golfer. Thank you. You're, you're welcome. <laughs> anyway, this is where it caught me off a little guard. little stab in the back there, bud. Here, this is what caught me off guard. He goes, yeah, you were just, you watched me for a while and we had a session or two and then you just told me I was no good at golf. I should do something else. I was never going to be good and I sucked. <laughs> and she, she said that she never, she, she never picked up a club again until I think this weekend. Yeah. I'm like, oh, that doesn't sound like me. <laughs> what kind of golf pro are you? Sorry, Chelsea. Uh, I think actually when that happened, we, I would have been. Oh, God, I don't know, 10 to 12. So she would have been like seven to nine. Oh, it was that young? Yeah, young, young. We were next door neighbors. So her her brother uh, was my age, and then she was three years younger than me. And I always hit golf balls in my backyard, and she must have came over. And I don't maybe I was having an off day. She just said you told her she sucked and to give <laughs> give up the game. Yeah, I, <laughs> way to keep that fire burning. I don't, I don't remember that conversation, but I do feel like an ass for if I did say that to oh, her. I thought it was hilarious, and she was laughing. So, but good for her getting back into it in her thirties. Yeah, it took that long to get the sting out, <laughs> but she's recovering now. She's taking a lot of therapy. She sessions. got, she got back on that horse, and that's what really matters. That is what matters. That shows she has resiliency. Yeah, that you cheated. So we'll get into that later. Cheat. I don't know, man. We'll let the people decide. It's wild that you think every golf tournament I get into, you think I cheat. It's wild. You just said I was mad because you beat me at golf, and I just told you you're going to get up pretty early and beat me at golf. I get up 15 minutes before you and come beat you at golf. I'm pretty early because I get pretty early. <laughs> well, that's I guess that's true. It's very early. So Okay, I get up an hour and a half after you. Well, you'll definitely beat me if it's you about, didn't play as many holes as it's me. It's about 7 o'clock in the morning then. I can get up probably and come beat you at golf. No. I don't know. I'm pretty good. Listen, I'm not here to gloat on my golf skills. I'm not saying they're, you know, really tuned in right now. I'm not saying I'm playing the best golf of my life. I'm just saying. saying I can't lose. <laughs> <laughs> That's what you're saying, man. You're just saying you're on right now. You're on a heater, and you never walk away from a heater. I'm riding it. I'm just what I'm doing is I'm not practicing. I'm just playing tournaments. And that seems to be working out. That's when out. you know you've made the next the next step. That is the series of golf evolution. If I go out and practice, then I after well, after the hospital tournament, we played that eighteen. I mean, the whole next day I was down. My back hurt. From carrying that team I saw. Probably. No, no. Yeah. The schlubs you brought in with you. Such a shitty team I was on. But no, I mean my back hurt and then for some reason today it's why I'm I'm all kicked back right now. My my back is killing me, and it's on the other side from where it usually hurts. You playing the Blue Jay this weekend? I am. Me too. I'm on the best team ever assembled. Is that true? Yeah, bud. Is it just because you're on there? Is it? Just, did you put in a solo team? Because that's not even legal by our, per our bylaws. No, I mean, I this this <laughs> team, I don't know how we could lose unless there's a natural disaster. 
I got to hear this before we go to the other side. It's me. I assumed. Driscoll. Yawk. And Heights. Did you just throw open your mouth? That was, was that a that? well-timed throat <laughs> gurgle because we are going to find out what your game is made of. Yeah, exactly. If you go finish top five, well, you'll be able to get top five. I mean, this tournament There's brings no out. no way we get top five. This is the tournament that brings out a lot of non-golfers, the people that golf one round a year. This is the drunkest tournament of the year for sure. Yeah, I mean, people wear coveralls and, oh, I, I mean, there'll be bibs there. There'll be cutoffs. There'll be people that had to dig their clubs had to borrow clubs from somebody else for yeah. the tournament I mean, or go up in the attic and find them i should say if you win this thing you earned it well it looks like a mouse chewed up all my grips but uh did find my sticks because yeah. i think other than i think putting is the only place you're going to gain any strokes from your teammates they can give you long it's it's going to be rough i did i told my team i was like okay guys i just want to let you know i said in all my years of golf which is we're going on 30 of them now. I have never played a tournament where we didn't shoot under. And I was like, and I'm pretty sure this is going to be it. We're, if we shoot. No, you, even, won't, you won't shoot over. You don't think so? There's no way you can shoot over on a four-man scramble but. with a four-time state qualifier. Who is apparently at the pinnacle of his game? <laughs> not, no, I'm not at the pinnacle. That was three years ago, but uh, I, I don't know. We'll, we'll see how it goes. I'm, I'm just excited. It's three of my very, very close friends, so I'm just excited to go out and play with them, and drink beer. I, I assumed you were on a good team. Do you not have a regular team, or did you get kicked off because? No, man, it's too hard to handle right now. I don't even get asked to be on that many teams. I don't even know if I'm a dick or. Or what well, the deal is exactly, but well, they probably get wore out of hearing about you before first tee off. If you you played golf with me before, I don't I don't gloat ever. You stretch in front of everybody. Where am I supposed to go stretch? Not in the middle of the circle. Okay, well, sorry. I'm just telling you. You know, I hear murmurings. I get Snapchats. We've talked about it. Yeah, maybe it's a good idea for everybody to go stretch. There would be less injuries. I'm just showing. I hey. Here's my struggle. Maybe that's what's making you sore. Here's what I've been through. This is what you need to be doing. So, and then, yeah, I, I got the heavy club out. I'm whipping her around. You see, I'm going past parallel here. I'm going past parallel. I do go past parallel, too. Oh, I mean, I do. look good going past parallel. Oh, God, these guys are so tired here about golf. I don't care. Be Bucky Nails as a golf. I am ready to cuss and have a bourbon. So, we are going to give them some music and get to the other side. What do you say? Whatever you want to do, cowboy. Good. It's our show. It's your show. This week on Red Dirt Recommendations. Thank you for that lovely tune. That funky music will drive us till the dawn. Let's go, let's boogaloo till we puke. Coming off that Patreon wire, we had a double dipper tag team touch and tip action. Whoa. Yeah. And what I mean by all that. I've Googled that before. Yeah, it's, it's dirty. But we had two guys submit the same artist at relatively the same time. Oh my God. But... They were different songs. So, no, we're, we can't let just uh, one guy get both songs. Okay. So, Seabiscuit gets to choose. Which. <laughs> <laughs> Me? What's up, guys? Oh, shit. Which of these uh, songs he wants to play? So, it's out of my hands now, guys. But Tyler Ross submitted Tim Gooden. Cody King submitted Tim Gooden. Tyler wanted to hear Pills and Poverty. Cody wanted to hear 
Miss you when I'm sober. It's a filthy sheets to the wind. They don't understand this pain. Why can't you just pour this whiskey down the drain? Baby, I miss you when I'm sober. So tonight I'm gonna pray. Till this heartache is over. And now, it's out of my hands. Sea Biscuit, pick pills in poverty or miss you when I'm sober. And both by who again? Tim Gooden. Tim Gooden. I'll Thanks, guys. I'll check him out. Do you listen to either one of them? Yeah, man. Did you? Not yet, because I don't even know which one. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know which one's going to make it. I'm sure I've heard them. I'm just terrible uh, with song names. So yeah, And see if you can't choose. Hell, put them both in there. It's fine. Uh, this week for my Red Dirt recommendation, I went with one I hope I haven't chose yet. But uh, I guess we'll find out. Coming off his new album, guy I'm going to see September 16th in Lincoln, I believe. Or maybe it's Kansas City. I don't know. We'll figure it out. Uh, Charles Wesley Godwin, All Again. WG. He's awesome. He's good. I mean, that boy is a treasure. Talk about blowing up, huh? There's so many people blowing up right now, but he's been in the game a while. Well, thank God. That's the old overnight sensation where they've been grinding out for 10, 15 years. Oh, yeah. I mean, I've been listening to Charles Wesley for quite a while. It just seems like he's really picked up traction here in the last few. Good. I mean, when you put enough time in, these guys need to... You want them to succeed. Well, you have to have the talent, obviously. Certainly have to have the talent. And you put in the time, and you grind it out, and you put your your music and, and yourself in front of enough people, then heaven forbid they, they don't find you, but, I mean, you don't leave yourself much of a choice if you go out and do the work. And he's been doing that, and I, I hope he makes it. Well, I'd be the type of guy, it. like, if I wanted to become a musician, I'd write a bunch of songs and then go out, and, like, four weeks in, I'm like, Man, no one's listening to my stuff. I'm a failure. Yeah, and just, and just quit. Forget about it. I, Go do I something else. That reminds me. I heard a story. Uh, there was a guy. I damn it. Kurt was the one who told me about him. I need to call him and ask him. Grandma Conda. Yeah, Grandma Conda. He told me about this Friday afternoon after the hospital tournament. We rode around and after you guys cheated. After after we cheated, we rode around and uh, they were drinking beers. I wasn't. I was like, no way. That's, <laughs> you guys are you guys make losers. Me sick talking about. It. But. Uh, He's played the, his music for me, and, and his songs kicked ass, but there was a guy, he was an American from Detroit and put out a bunch of music, and it got huge. Like He was like the number one guy in South Eminem. Africa. Yeah. And, uh, hey, he, Mom. Would you shut up? He's from Detroit. But he got enormous in South Africa, and he, like, he was like 80 years old. What? Oh, what? An 80-year-old Detroit rapper that got huge in South Africa? He was Africa. not a rapper. He was a picker and a a singer. 
He wasn't a. I never said rapper. Just because he's from Detroit, you think he was a rapper? Now he builds automobiles. Listen, bud, I love you to death, but your racism has to stop, or at least dial it back a little bit. Just because somebody's from a certain area doesn't mean Eminem's, that you can categorize them like that. Eminem's one of the best rappers ever made. Yeah, I agree. There's been more than What's one. What's racist about that? There's been more than one artist come out of Detroit. Insane Clown Posse. Talking about Motown. <laughs> Marvin Gaye. But anywho, would you let me finish? Yeah, he's 80. He, well, he was an old man, and they like had to go tell him. They're like, "Do you realize that you've had the number one album in South Africa for all these years?" And he went over and played some tours in South Africa, and like thousands and thousands and thousands of people showed up. But over here, his music never took off. So he just never. Well, maybe he was getting paid from somewhere then. No, he, I just want them all to get paid. He was flat ass broke. Well, who's taking all the South African money? I don't know. I think it was the exchange. Oh my god! Just. Well, hold on. And also, well, I still have another Patreon one to do. A tough shit, bud. You just pump the brakes for a second. Justin Huddleston wants to hear something from Josh Morningstar. Song called Jerry Lee. Well, if you don't know, then i learn you something. They don't call me the killer for nothing. Dangerous, a methamphetamine buzzing. Crazy enough to marry my first cousin. Touched by the devil, paranoid hellraiser. Fuck Chuck Berry, I'm the real trailblazer. People always staring like they're scared of me. For the record, they ought to be. I'm Jerry Lee, Jerry Lee. Hillbilly insanity. Tickling things and ivories. Praise the Lord, Elvis died. I'm Jerry Lee. Jerry Lee, pianos, pistols, hit screams, Pentecostal Fury and a shot speed, sang great balls. Thank you, Justin. Thanks, Justin. Cool song, bud. All right, I'm calling Kurt. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's, that's a great song. I do like Morningstar. It is a good song, laid back. Oh, sorry. It's all good. Thank you, Justin. Sorry, Thanks, Justin. Rushed you. you remember who did that. He wants to call Grandma Honda. About the 80 year old rapper in South Africa. <laughs> He's stupid. What? He must be working. Hello. Hi, Curtis. Hey, Logan. Hey, just want to let you know, bud, you are currently on the Looking Glass podcast. Hope you don't mind. Hey, Greaser. I don't mind. Okay. Hey, I was. we're doing a, the Red Dirt Recommendations, and yep. I was telling Reb the story you told me about the guy from Detroit who put out some music and basically he was poor his entire life. Didn't realize that he was a huge sensation in South Africa. Sounds like an yeah. Eminem story. He keeps saying it's Eminem. It's actually Rodriguez. Yeah, it was just Rodriguez was his name. Yeah. There's a documentary out there called Searching for Sugar Man. It's awesome. Excuse me? Searching for Search. Sugar Man? Yeah. I feel like I've seen that video. You probably have. That was naughty. <laughs> Once or twice. But yeah, Rodriguez, that was his name. But can you give us a little bit of backstory on it? I think he's like a handyman, plumber type of guy from Detroit. And his music just never took off. They were like, he's like the next Bob Dylan type of situation. Could he sing better never, than him? I like his music better. I can sing upbeat. better than Bob Dylan. Yeah. He sings better than Bob Dylan. Everybody sings better than Bob, Bob Dylan. Dylan. Probably doesn't write better. No, nobody does. Uh, but yeah, and then he found out late in life that he was a, a 
huge deal over in South Africa, right? And then so went somebody, on. Somebody was researching it, and finally they tracked him down, like living in an old shitty apartment in Detroit. Oh, hey, Mo. They said, hey, you're a big deal over here. And he's like, well, let's go check it out. And they put together a tour, sold out like his first three or four arena shows, and he goes back every once in a while and plays and donates all of his money, gives it all away to like charity. And I thought he was poor. He didn't give shit he's, about money. He's poor. He doesn't care one bit. Isn't that kind of awesome? Well, awesome. he needs to take care of himself and others. Well, he gives it to like he has some kids that he gives his money to. It sounds like a shell corporation type deal. You think that there's just well, he's from eight mile. He's Eminem. You're hard to be around sometimes. That's not oh. true. All right, thank you so much, Curtis. You're welcome. Thank you, Greaser. Love you, bud. See you around. Hey, did we win the tournament? Don't know. Well, do some research, bud. I need to know. I'm on a heater. Okay. I'll find out. All right. Love you, bud. I, I bet we probably did. Love Cheater. You, <laughs> so there you go. Rodriguez was his name. So that's why they want to know uh, why Rodriguez stole the goat. There's Mexicans in Detroit. That's what you were thinking. When Rodriguez stole the goat. Is that a song? Yeah. With the Flying Burrito Brothers. Huh. Okay. Long before Rodriguez stole the goat. All right, bud. Send us to the other David side. I need to cuss at you. Okay. Hey, guys, if we haven't bored you too much, uh, we're going to get uh, cussier and better on the other side. Back where we're going over where we can loosen up and have fun and say words like toots and butts. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But if you want to join us, you have to go to Patreon, download the app, look up Looking Glass Podcast, pick a tier, any tier, give them some information, and come on the most magical ride. I don't want to overstate it. Don't overstate it. It's fun, though. It's fun. We have fun. Piss on you if you don't like it. Goodness. Was that good or not? Yeah, that was really good. Good. All right, guys. We got to go. All right. Love you. Bye. Bye. Serves a hundred ships a day. Lonely sailors pass the time away and talk about their homes. And there's a girl in this harbor town and she works laying whiskey down. They say brandy, fetch another round. She serves them whiskey and wine. They say, they say brandy. You're a fine girl What a good wife you would be Yeah, your eyes could steal a sailor from the sea Brandy wears a braided chain Made of finest silver from the north of Spain A locket that bears the name of a man that Brandy loved On a summer's day Bringing gifts From far away But it made it clear They couldn't stay No horror was his home The sailor said Bring Cheers.
Say, she hears them say, Brandy, you're a fine girl. You're a fine girl. 